the Keep the Fire Burning podcast. I'm your host, Herb Welday. I'm here with Pastor Bruce Aubrey from Northside Church, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Today we're going to be on episode number four, titled The Lord is My Pastor. We are continuing our series, Lessons from a Life of Ministry, with Pastor Bruce Aubrey. Pastor? Yes, sir. It's exciting. Another episode today, diving in. The Lord is my pastor. You know, Herb, I've uh, just seen throughout my life, everyone needs a pastor. They may know it, may not realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeremiah 3, verse 15 says, And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. If you're a pastor and you're listening, that's God's desire to work through you to the flock where he has placed you, the ministry where he has placed you, the church where he has placed you. Mm. I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. We should just take time and say, God, I I want my heart to be like yours. And then pastors who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm. Um, My mentor years ago, I think I was like 19, Herb, and I spent the summer ministering in a small town in northern New York and stayed in the home of my mentor and Norman Bell. And he said to me at one point, uh, Bruce, your people will forgive you for a lot of things, but they won't forgive you for not being fed. Mm. Uh, that's the way I remember it. I don't know if that was exact. That's the way I remember sure. it. And maybe because I grew up on a farm in an agricultural setting, um, I knew the importance of that, that feeding. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that when I went to church, I, I wanted to hear from God. Sure. And so a pastor is someone that people are looking to, not that we can try to impress them with knowledge mm-hmm. or insights, or whatever, mm-hmm. but that we would feed God's yeah. people. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I think I would start with this. The question becomes, who is the pastor to the pastors? Mm. Um, I mean, I have a role like that now, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm just human. Mm-hmm. So I can encourage pastors, but there's only one ultimate shepherd, and that's the Lord Jesus himself. Mm, uh, we all need mentors, um, and, and thank God for that. And I would encourage you, if you're in ministry, I think we all need a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy, somebody sure, that speaks sure. into us, somebody who walks alongside us, mm-hmm. and somebody we speak into their lives. You, you need to be doing all of that. Mm-hmm. We all need other pastors who speak into our lives. Like I serve on a staff, uh, as you well know here, Herb, there, there are seven pastors. Sure at Northside, um, soon to be eight. And I'm blessed to have the fellowship and encouragement of other pastors on staff right here. Mm. But we also need sometimes just, it's people we know from other ministries, and God's blessed us to be a part of not building our kingdom, but building His kingdom. Right. This is kingdom work. And so but beyond that, you have to ask the question, who is the one to whom we carry our burdens? And what does it mean to know that the Lord is my pastor? Does, does that resonate with you? It does. It brings me to the passage that says, uh, I believe it's in First Peter, where it says, cast your burdens upon the Lord, knowing that he will sustain them. Yeah. I think oftentimes we, as church members, forget that our pastors are first sheep. Sure. And that they actually have a calling and a big responsibility to care for the souls sure. of of. Uh, uh, the sheep, and that they even will be judged, James says, with a greater strictness. Yeah. So taking that into account, um, but they're also first sheep, and uh, as we understand that, we can uh, come a little bit of a slack there um, as we remind ourselves that uh, 
though they're in the position of pastors over us, uh, they themselves are also being pastored by the chief shepherd. Sure. And they will one day give an account uh, as they faithfully do so. So you actually quoted parts of two verses. Mm, okay. um, and I'm glad you did. Good. Because it, you're right. First Peter says, cast your cares upon him and because he cares for you. Then in Psalm 55, verse 22, it's cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Okay. And we need both of those. Yeah. And you reference both of those. You know, the, the one reminds us he cares and the other reminds us he sustains. Mm. And maybe somebody just needs that today. Mm -hmm. You need to know the Lord cares for you and the Lord will sustain you. So let's dive into Psalm 23. Amen. Um, one of the things I appreciate you about, about you, Herb, is when we're serving together here at Northside and in this ministry and we talk or we pray, I love how at such a young age, your heart is filled with Scripture. Mm. And I want to just encourage those of you listening, you know, I, I may be in my 60s and, and, and trying to just resource my heart with the Scripture, but here's a young man in his 20s who's doing the same thing. It doesn't matter what age or stage. Mm. We just need this Scripture to soak our hearts. Amen. So Psalm 23, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how many times, I mean, I grew up in a culture where it was not uncommon at all to go to a funeral. Somebody read the 23rd Psalm. Mm -hmm. You watch a television show, there's a graveside scene, maybe not so much anymore, but for years, you might hear somebody saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, we know that, and sometimes we think this is a psalm for the dying, mm. but this is really a psalm for the living. David, the shepherd, is writing about his shepherd in profound ways, but what if we take that even one step further and apply it to shepherds who serve the Lord, mm. who is the pastor to the pastors? Psalm 23. First thing I'd point out is, he knows me personally. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the key right there, right? Mm -hmm. To know that we have that personal relationship with him. Number two, uh, one modern paraphrase, I think said it this way, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. Mm. So the, sec the second point is this, I have everything I need. I mm -hmm. shall not want. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it's, it's just what I need. And sometimes, frankly, it's, it's more than I, than I thought I needed. Um, NIV says it this way, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's another game the devil plays with, his, with God's people, is to try to get them to think that of all they've given up to serve the Lord, when the truth of the matter is when you have the Lord, you have everything. Mm. Three, he knows when I need to rest. He makes me lie down. As a pastor, Herb, uh, I visited people through the years, and you know it's not uncommon uh, when somebody goes through a difficulty, to, they may indicate something like this. I guess the Lord's just trying to slow me down and get my attention. Mm. Or he had to put me on my back so I would look up. Well, I'm not saying that God's cruel to us or he plays games with us, but sure. he makes me lie down. We don't rest well. Right. In fact, some of you, if you don't have anything to do, you're fidgety, you don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, one of the reasons I think we're weak as Christians is we're not spending time just being quiet. Right. The Bible says, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Mm -hmm. So he knows when I need to rest, he makes me lie down. Four, mm -hmm. he provides the best. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I grew up on a dairy farm, so we, uh, you know, we cut hay every summer, put the bales in the barn. Um, a lot of farmers would do second cut. Once you finish that first cut, uh, it would grow up again, and the next cut was very lush and 
my dad, we had all we needed from the first cut for our herd. So he would fence off those fields and that, that lush field would come. He'd turn the cattle loose in it and they never gave more milk than when they were in those lush fields in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't get that picture out of my head to be thinking about this. God knows what's best for me. Mm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Mm. Um, number five, he quiets my, my heart and he calms my fears. He leads me beside still waters. So sheep are easily frightened. Sometimes as pastors, we have to remember that too. We want to change some things. Well, God may lead us to change some things. And mm. we're, we're not just chaplains doing religious duties. Mm-hmm. We're shepherds and leaders who are seeking to lead God's people well. But sheep scare easily. So you have to, you have to guide them, lead them, encourage them, help them. Mm. He leads me beside still waters. He quiets my heart, calms my fears. Then he restores my soul. I like to think of it this way. He refreshes me. Mm. Uh, and then he leads me in the right paths. The text says he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So just think about that. He knows me personally, my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I have everything I need. I shall not want. He knows when I need to rest. He makes me lie down. He provides the best in green pastures. He quiets my heart, calms my fears. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes me, restores my soul, leads me in the right paths, leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Dr. Stanley McGill, my college professor, said, righteousness is God's right ways. God will lead you in the right ways. Mm, What a good and glorious king we have, indeed. Now, Pastor, you've experienced the goodness of our shepherd many, many times in your life. Oh, man. Both on a personal level but also in your public ministry. Sure. So how can you share a little bit of insight, maybe kind of behind the scenes a little bit of how the Lord has ministered to you personally? Yeah. um, So my father died when I was 21, lost my best friend that that day. But ironically, my favorite name for God to this day is Father. Mm. I had a really good father. He wasn't perfect. Nobody is. But he was a great man. And uh, he loved me, loved God, loved his family. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister died of brain cancer. Mm. Um, my mom passed just uh, in 2021. My father-in-law in 2022. My mother-in-law in 2023. Wow. Um, four and a half years ago, I spent 47 days in the hospital not knowing if I would live mm. from a battle with meningitis that was totally unexpected. And should have never happened, but it did. People said, Pastor, why you? I said, why me? Mm. Why not me? I said, you know how many times I've been in this hospital to visit others? Mm. Uh, you know, I, in this world, you'll have troubles. Mm-hmm. It just happens. So I, I think that leads me to that, that next verse. Even though I walk through the valley mm-hmm. of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I don't share the things I just shared for sympathy. or mm-hmm. you, People listening, you've all been through stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's challenging, Mm -hmm. but God is so faithful Mm -hmm. and, and, and I share those things briefly. I hadn't intended to, Mm -hmm. didn't know you were going to ask me that, Mm -hmm. but sometimes people listen to a podcast like this and they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but he hadn't been through anything. Right. Sure. Well, we all have. Mm -hmm. So think about this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death in Hebrew, that word for death can also mean darkness. We can take it straight up. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no... So 
in that moment where I'm going to die, I don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. He's with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. One is for correction. One is for direction. Mm. Um, so, but it, it can also be translated this way without harming the text. Even though I walk through life's darkest valleys, and I think I'm going to die, mm. but I actually don't die, um, he, he'll be there with me. Wow. So whether you're facing a terminal situation or just feels that desperate, uh, he's with you. And he uses it all. Somebody asked me, what's one of the greatest gifts God gave you from your illness? I said, clarity. Mm. I mean, when you stare death in the face and you come back from that, uh, you live, think, you have a, a new clarity that's a gift from God. Mm. The, the, uh, the next verse, verse 5, he sets the table for me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God takes good care of his children. You know, the, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. When I thought I needed something and God didn't provide it, he knew that wouldn't be good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, David said, I've been old, I've been young and I've been old, but I, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Mm-hmm. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. That was almost a protection type thing. So insects wouldn't go down the ears of the sheep and, and torment them. So God... He protects us mm-hmm. and cares for us. I think some of the greatest miracles we ever experienced, mm-hmm. the ones we never saw. Wow. And then he's got my back. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Think about that. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So let's bring this back to ministry. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian just trying to figure out how to walk through today. You're a church leader. You have a certain role where you serve in the local church. You're a pastor leading God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, you are guided and directed and cared for by the Lord, mm-hmm. who is your shepherd. Yeah. I've been called to shepherd by a shepherd. The Bible calls him the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd. Mm. Isaiah 40 says it this way, verse 11. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. Mm. He gently leads those that have young. Sometimes you just got to pray, Lord, show me your heart. Mm. Help me know your heart. Help me to live out of your heart. Mm. The Lord is my pastor. What I've realized, I've had some great pastors, mm-hmm. Frank Wood, mm-hmm. uh, John Webb. Mm-hmm. I've served with some great men of God, Jim Clemens. Um, but at the end of the day, they always pointed me to him. There's mm-hmm. only one Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's the one we all need. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, what would be some practical ways to apply this as a pastor, as a church leader, as a Christian, uh, that you would say, you know, how do, we, how do we apply this truth? It seems like it's not actually something very practical right. in a sense, um, but more like a truth to be impressed upon our hearts. Sure. I, my first thought is, here we are sitting here this morning recording this podcast. Last night, when I would wake up from my sleep, burdens would come to mind. Mm. And I found myself praying about them. Mm. And instead of just thinking about them, trying to solve them, what should I do with this or that? No, just, Lord, I give you this. Mm. I think that's the practical tip. In part, mm. I got to cast that on him. Sure. I got to trust him. Yeah. And um, it doesn't mean we live blindly or we don't care sure. or we don't do what we're supposed to do. I heard somebody say one time that waiting on the Lord is, is doing everything you know to do and leaving the results with God. Mm. It's not inactivity, mm-hmm. but only he can 
can solve the situation, whatever. Sure. So I, I think the first thought is just rest in this. Yep. Uh, just know that he's your shepherd. Yeah. And then take some time, maybe even this week, go back to Psalm 23 and just look phrase by phrase, word by word, verse by verse, mm. and ask God to open your heart and your mind and your eyes mm. to the things you need most right now from this passage. Mm. And I believe he's that personal. He'll help you. Amen. First thing you just mentioned reminded me of what an old lady, old faithful saint in uh, my previous church said. Uh, she said, we need, we need to consider this phrase. We need to go to the throne before we go to the phone. Mm. <laughs> and what she meant by that was oftentimes we forget <coughs> and we neglect the access we have to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, 100%. And the ability we actually have as sheep to go to the good and gracious shepherd yeah and and reminding us that you know he 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 was willing to to protect the sheep at the ultimate cost yeah at the cost of itself and isn't that interesting that's the kind of day we're living in mm-hmm. we're living in a day where everybody's on their phone mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. about everything yep. now, some of you are better at that than others and putting boundaries but it's it's always frustrating to me if i text somebody or call somebody and I don't get a response, mm-hmm. but when I'm with them, they're on their phone. Sure. And I'm like, what's that about? Exactly. And, but the Lord has ways of reminding me what you just said. Yeah. That Bruce, I'm here. Mm-hmm. No busy signal. Mm-hmm. I'll answer. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremiah uh, 33 3, call to me. Mm. I'll answer you. Mm. Show you great and mighty things you do not know. Mm. So I, I think maybe that's a good place to land this plane. It is. We need to. Uh, if we talked about in the last broadcast listening to the Lord, mm-hmm. here's the point where we got to bring everything to the Lord, mm-hmm. talk with Him, pour our hearts out to Him. Um, that's helpful. Cry out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Remember, He's your shepherd. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, as we look ahead to our next episode, episode number five, we are almost, uh, it's crazy. Episode number five, you think about that, we're almost 25% of the way through this series. There you go. That's amazing. So I'll talk about the importance of a mentor in your life mm-hmm. and a man that God used in my life 20 years ago mm-hmm. and a book he recommended and how to bring focus to your ministries. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to you listening again. <laughs>